I love the ghost hose. <laughs> That's because it's us. Oh, I do love us. I do too. We're pretty great. Uh, you know, we're all right. I'll keep us. Welcome to the ghost hose. This is a spooktacular show where we tell you ghost stories and other spooky happenings. I'm Connie. And I'm Q. Perfect. You're perfect. Has anything spooky happened to oh. you? Well, <laughs> I suppose so. Um, so I guess it was probably last week. Me and John were both in this room, and we're walking out, and John looked at the closet, and he's like, oh, you better open that door. Someone's in there. And I'm like, no, nobody's in there. He's <laughs> like, no, one of the cats is in there. I'm like, also, still no, the cats aren't in there. I know the cats left this room. I saw them walk out the door like a couple seconds before us. And I opened the <laughs> closet doors and there was no one in there. <laughs> he was like, but I saw, I thought they were little cat feet. Like I saw little footsteps in the light underneath the door. And I'm like, well, don't know what to tell you because there was nothing there. <laughs> so maybe there's a, a little ghost cat or a little ghost some sort Aww. of thing. I don't know. It's, he thought it was one of the cats, so it has to be little something. Right. Something small, but, you know. So that was interesting. <laughs> well, that's spooky. Yeah. I love that it happened to him, too, because then it's extra real. Yeah. I, I, like, when I like when it happens to not me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice, too. Yeah. I'm just here to disprove that there's no one in this closet. <laughs> <laughs> So you I have a ghost cat now. Uh, maybe. Or a we'll ghost raccoon. We'll have tabs on that. Has anything spooky happened to you? As a matter of fact, it has. So, the most recent was this morning. I was jolted awake by a loud noise. It happened once before, and I don't remember the day, but I never found what made the noise that time. But this morning, I, I did find what made the noise. Okay. I think it was like 5.45 this morning, so it was before my alarm had gone off. And I hear a loud noise and I literally like jump up and wake up and I'm just staring at my doorway and I'm like, someone's in the house. Uh Oh, I know it. Like, (laughs) so I'm like looking around me. I'm like, what can I use as a weapon? I have nothing. I'm like, I have this water bottle and my phone. I can maybe beat someone with my phone. (laughs) If I hold it firm enough, this is fine. I'll shove it up their nose i don't know i'm not a phone you know what i'm saying like yeah like to break their nose like that's a good hard thing to use or you know i know you can use like the palm of your hand up yeah i was like i'll just do it with my phone it'll be a little harder maybe i don't know so i'm thinking all these ways i'm gonna like attack someone when they come in my room or when i come out yeah so finally i get the courage to get out of my bed and walk towards the kitchen yeah turn the light on no one's there And I didn't notice anything different at the time. So then I get up, I start my morning routine, and then um, I go back in the kitchen to get, like, my breakfast and stuff ready. And I noticed that this, like, um, like, container that had just been sitting on the counter had fallen onto the ground. So there's, there was no reason for it to fall. How? And it had fallen flat down. And there's nothing in it. Why? So like, <laughs> How? Like if you think of like a, like, you know, like a food container or whatever. Yeah, like a They would flip Tupperware. and like kind of like fall onto their 
the heavier part, you know, the, the like the lid part. Yeah. But it didn't do that. It like landed on its bottom, and I was like, "That's weird." That is so, weird. <laughs> so that's my that was that was what happened. That's I don't know weird. what caused it, but yeah. Yeah, well, clearly you're just putting things on the edges of all your counters constantly. I must be. You're just like I must the be. most careless person I've ever met. <laughs> you're constantly like putting your drinks on the edges and like, no, <laughs> cue, your bev. Yeah. Now I have these uh, light canceling curtains, so it'll be extra dark in the so morning. It's extra dark. Perfect. <laughs> the ghosts appreciate it. Mm hmm. Speaking of spooky, yeah. Do you have any spooky news? <gasps> Breaking news cue. Are you a farmer? Maybe it's time to upgrade your scarecrow game. In America, farmers put straw-stuffed human-shaped scarecrows out to keep birds from eating all their crops. But that doesn't work so well in India, where the biggest crop thieves are actually monkeys. What? Yes. <laughs> It's adorable. I know. So a farmer in Shiva Moga took inspiration from a friend who had resorted to using a tiger-shaped scarecrow, but then he took that to the next level. He painted tiger stripes on his dog and sent him out into the fields. Oh, my God. super adorable and super effective. Everybody wins. Oh, my God. I love it. Except for the freeloading monkeys. <laughs> Aren't there like non-farm plants that they can eat from? I'm sure there are, but like they, it's there. This food, they don't care know. or know. They don't. So, but now they've they they don't this, know boundaries and yeah. This, and this dog oh, is very wait. well painted. Oh, I can't wait. Like, I guess if you're if you see tigers, sometimes maybe <laughs> you're better at replicating that. So I send it in the Hangouts chat. <gasps> oh wow yeah i know right that's that's really good <laughs> i mean if i were to see it from behind i don't know that i would know that it's a dog yes but also if you're a <laughs> monkey you don't know Definitely it's a dog at all you just dog. see those stripes and you're like that's a weird looking tiger <laughs> but it's a tiger <laughs> yeah it's small and probably fast Ooh, don't right. like it <laughs> and hungry, very hungry because it's so thin. There's a reason why we call the butt where the sun don't shine. But uh -oh. some people do not give a fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't wait. So the latest fucking weird health craze on Instagram is apparently perennium sunning. Or exposing your butthole to direct sunlight for a few minutes. Okay. This was started by a person named Metaphysical Megan. They claim that exposing your butthole to direct sunlight for just 30 seconds every day is the equivalent of a full day of direct sunlight with your clothes on. And it's supposed to be very healing, and people who sun their buttholes feel incredibly energized and um it gives wait it also gives you more energy than chugging several cups of coffee and it improves sleep and it has other health and spiritual benefits so as super super weird as this sounds if it so like i don't know what and being energized feels like so, <laughs> so you might, you might try like exposing your butthole to the sun 
I always am jealous of people who are like, oh, I feel so energized today. I'm like, what does that feel like? I don't even know. I don't think I've ever felt energized. I'm always tired. Like, I don't know that feeling. So, like, maybe maybe I'll expose it. Yeah. I also watched an, uh, an Instagram video of oh God. three <laughs> completely naked man-bund men of various Ooh. ages all going out into nature and they sat down they leaned back and went spread oh. eagle they went spread they do eagle. it that way yes they, okay. they spread their their butt high into the sky pointed at the okay. sun so they were they were so excited and you know uh it just okay. seems to me like a fast track to get butt cancer yeah i was gonna say like i don't know yeah um because that area is very sensitive and i can't imagine that direct sunlight is actually like, good for super sensitive skin like that uh like but, maybe you put a little spf first? yeah that like. might i mean I, they never i don't see anything that says that they yeah they recommend putting a sunscreen on your butt but uh, maybe I'm going to recommend putting sunscreen on your butt before you flash it to the sun. <laughs> like, the only other thing I've ever heard of being done to the butthole is, like, bleaching. I still don't know oh, that's what bad. that's all about. That's just real <laughs> like, bad. Don't like, bleach don't, your butthole. Like, I don't know why you would even do that, though. Like, who's looking at your butthole that much? That you're Some like, people you know don't what? like the colors of their butthole, which is, like, you'd never have like, to see even, it. Like, how often are you looking at it, though? Like, they want other people who look at their butthole to like their butthole and think it's attractive. Yes. I don't know. It just seems so weird to me. Yes. Like, at le- I have maybe, I could almost get behind this, like, sunbathing butthole more than bleaching a butthole because at least sunbathing like it supposedly you're supposed to be like energized from it yeah and bleaching is just like (laughs) here have this dangerous harmful thing yeah definitely just for your partner's own sake i guess so i guess yeah if i had to choose between bleaching and uh uh perennium sunning i guess there we go yes with the so the, not butthole suntans yeah <laughs> butt tans i don't know <laughs> butthole sunning <laughs> but yeah so that's the news and i'm sticking to it well i'm glad you went with that one because yeah. i did want, that was super interesting oh man and now i'm gonna go tan my butthole except we have no sun right now so yeah there's no work. sun it's super cold also, like, where would you do that? <laughs> where you're not exposing your butt to, like, various passerbys. I wonder if people will do it, like, nude beaches. I mean, that would be a, a place that you could go in public mm-hmm. and still, you know, flash things around willy-nilly. Yeah. You just All need right, to get well, a farm. A farm news, just specifically. That's what I'm telling. This is the dream. I need a farm. <laughs> <laughs> I need a farm where... In the fall, I sell pumpkins and do, like, wagon rides. And in the winter, we do, like, Santa Claus and, like, sleigh rides and hot cocoa. And in the spring, we do, like, fruits and shit. And and in the, in the summer, you raise your buttholes to the sun. In the summer, we have butthole tanning sessions. You're not trying to tan your butthole. You're just trying I know, to flash sorry, it at like the sun. That. It's not tanning. I just like calling it that. That's not the correct nomenclature. <laughs> nomenclature. No mama. That's not. It's name. gonna be a new trend now. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, okay. the internet. Yes, but you should really just teach me a word because I okay. feel like kind of dumb. So please make me oh, more smart. Stop. Oh no, please make me more smart. Help me. <laughs> Help me. So today's word yes. is, and I don't think I've done this before, but it goes with my story. It's, oh, I gave you a clue. It's pharokinesis. Pharokinesis. Okay. So what is pharo? Controlling the temperature. No. Controlling heat. Controlling fire. But I, I feel like that's how you would do this. So that would make sense. Controlling fire? No. Oh. I could see how using heat would, would do this. So it is the ability to create and manipulate metal of all forms. Oh. So, like, for you to say, you know, creating heat, that would make sense, because then you can use the heat to manipulate the metal. Okay. So. I was thinking hmm. Pharaoh, like, Fahrenheit. <laughs> like No, maybe it's... that was a great guess. Yeah. You do way better than I would ever do with this. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Brava. Oh, thank you. And it was just funny because the example it gave was like the earthbenders in Avatar. Oh, <laughs> pharokinesis. All right. I know you like to go first. So do you want to do your story first? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you don't want to. No, I, I'll go first because that way I can get my talking out of the way because my throat is so weird. Okay. Right now. Okay. So our topic for today are like fucking creepy haunted factories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to tell you the story about the Casa Grande Domes. Ooh. In Casa Grande, Arizona. <laughs> All right. How fitting. Mm-hmm. So, Clay Thompson of the Arizona Republic describes the domes as, quote, a series of concrete structures that look vaguely like a hideous caterpillar that would star in your worst nightmare. Oh. Yes. So there are four domes total. Wait, four buildings total. Three of them have multiple connected bubbles, and okay. the odd one out looks like a flying saucer. They are weird buildings, and they were meant to be a factory. The domes were built in 1983 by Intercon Technology Incorporated. They were a manufacturer of circuit boards for computers and watches. So the unusual shape uh, of the domes was chosen for its relatively low cost, speedy construction time, and efficient insulation. Each structure took approximately six weeks to build. Construction went something like this. They laid the foundations, then they mounted giant balloons to them. Then they coated the balloons with several inches of construction foam, which hardened and then allowed them to pour several inches of concrete on top of them. They then pop the balloons, and voila, you get these weird-ass buildings. Construction was suddenly halted in 1983 when Intercom Technologies defaulted on a loan, and the bank assumed ownership of these fucking domes and didn't do jack shit with them. So they've been abandoned. They're just sitting there, unfinished, in the desert, ripe for hooligans and shenanigans. So the current owner or caretaker uh, is a man named Pierre, He says, don't come here. Don't enter here. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, first of all, uh, you enter at your own risk. And if you do get permission to go there, you have to sign a waiver because the domes, since they weren't completed, um, 
they're starting to collapse. Yeah, that makes sense. It's falling, falling rocks. And she's like, look, if you get into anything over here, it is your own fault. So you're not allowed to be there. And don't, just don't, don't do it. He's like, there's um, rebar sticking up. There's rocks. There's glass. And this is the owner of the property? Yeah, the current so owner. So if it's so unsafe, I don't, like, I, I mean, I don't want them to, but why wouldn't they just tear it down? Uh, well, they're... As of 2018, they've been gated. The city has ordered the destruction of the domes. Okay. But they are still standing. Okay. So. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's super, that's like too cool to knock down. But like also if it's really un- that unsafe, either fix it or knock it down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like so half of the largest dome has collapsed. It's a big fucking mess. Virtually anyone who was raised in the area or and went to high school or college there has partied out in these domes because oh, that's what yes. you do with abandoned domes, right? That's what you do with yes. abandoned buildings. And so there's lots of local talk about there's lots of witchcraft and satanic worship out here. Of course there is. Cause there's, and there's so much graffiti and it's like there's the locals say, stay out of there, don't go near them. It's too dangerous. The unique shape of the domes are said to allow large amounts of energy to be harnessed and open portals to the other side because, you know, they're mostly half circles. Like when you go in there, it's super echoey. It feels like it feels weird. It feels weird to everyone who's ever been in there. They all comment on it. So it just does feel like, hey, there's something spooky that could happen here. And any voice, any movement can definitely be thrown. And where's it coming from? Who knows? Super spooky. But yeah, the locals say, yeah, there's cults out there. There's uh, definitely a hooded figure who's Ooh. very sinister, who comes by and threatens people, makes them feel very uneasy. They see him around the domes. They see him inside the domes. It's very unsettling. But is this figure a ghostly figure? Or is it a satanic worshiper? Because the satanic cults supposedly use this place for rituals. That's I'll true. have you know. Mm-hmm. Or it's this owner dude who's like, everybody get the fuck out of here. Oh my God, that's trying to just scare him away. That's such a good idea. That's such a good idea. <laughs> oh my God, that's such a great idea. That's the greatest idea. He's like a Scooby-Doo villain. Except exactly. he's not a villain because he's just like, this place is dangerous. Stop drinking this out here, kids. This is my property. Get off. Get off my property. Satanic cults. Oh my gosh. Is this true? Who knows? There's apparently animal sacrifices and maybe human sacrifices that have taken place out here. Which, all right, so I've seen pictures of actual dead animals that were found around there, which was super upsetting. Yeah. Didn't want to see that, but I did. But human sacrifices, what evidence is there of that? Seems like it's probably more rumors because I couldn't find any like actual stories of bodies being found there. It is so recent. This could not be shrouded in antiquity. Like, so I think that the human sacrifice part is probably not true. It's probably bullshit. Bullshit. Yes, but passerbys claim they hear eerie moans and cries of children from the domes. EVPs and ovulus evidence often contain various references to the devil himself and demons and sometimes Jesus, you know. It's very (laughs) biblical up in there. Ghost adventures went there because you know they cannot stay away 
from demonic bullshit. Nope. They ate it up. They love it. And they found a man that claimed he was formerly a member of a satanic cult. And he had participated in 20 to 30 different rituals. Oh, wow. And he did animal sacrifices. He himself did? Uh, well, he, well, he, maybe. I don't know. He said that they were done. Okay. I don't know. I don't think he took I guess credit. either way, he's garbage for yeah. being there. But now he's Christian. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. This guy felt super off to me. Like, he's probably a liar or there's something oh, yeah. wrong with his brain to make him believe a bunch of lies. <laughs> <laughs> there's just something really weird about him. Um, like, he claimed that during one ritual, Satan got a hold of one of the participants and the guy started stabbing himself. Wow. Like, I'm sorry, but give me the receipts. Who was stabbed? Where was he? Where is he now? Can we talk to him? Oh. Zach never asked any of these follow-up questions that might give him, might not give him the answers he's looking for. And all the answers that he wants are demons. Demons yeah. all day long. Anyways, this self-proclaimed ex-Satan worshiper claims that this stranger came up to him one day and said, do you know that God loves you? He sent his son to die just for you. And that is what reached him and pulled him away from the devil. Because no one ever came at him with love. Which again, that preachy shit does not sound like love to me. And that does not no. sound like a true statement. If you worship the devil and then somebody says, God, Jesus died for you. Nobody, that's not going to work. Yeah. You've got ulterior motives or there's something more to the story. There's something else happened before this guy came up to you and said that. Like some sort of horrific accident or something else that made you go, maybe I shouldn't worship the devil in this weird dome factory thing. I don't know. I don't trust this guy. Anyway, so they caught a bunch of standard evidence, you know, ghost adventures. They do what they want. Lots of orbs, you know. Mm -hmm. They love their orbs. And they took a picture and they're like, oh, clearly that's a shadow figure. I'm like... But it's also very clearly somebody's who was standing next to Zach's shadow. Because there was, <laughs> there was somebody's arm and coat in the corner of the picture. And I'm just like, that's clearly a person. And they're like, no, it's not. Debunked, debunked. And we tried taking pictures with people around me again and it didn't happen. Okay, but oh, you're, you're wrong. But whatever. But they did capture something that was cool. When all the boys were out in the domes, except the one monitoring the nerve center in a Winnebago, there was suddenly a knock at the Winnebago's door, and there was nobody there. Ah, those tricky ghosts. There was a camera outside the thing, and they were all clearly on camera far away, and he's just like, what? And he opened the door and looked around, and there was nobody there. There was nobody there. Was, oh, I love it. That was pretty good. All right, so now I have some comments from locals and people who have visited this place. You know, I love that shit. I do love that shit, too. So J.D. Lee, on August 25th, wrote, The ruins are about a mile and a half down the road from where I work. I went there today and took some pictures. I got out of the car and went to the fence, which is basically non-functioning. I would have had no problem walking onto the property. I immediately noticed a severed and dried-up coyote's head on the ground in front of me. Hmm. The post that has the chain tied to it to prevent car access has an upside-down cross drawn on it. You can draw your own conclusions about that. I have heard that the land was cursed by a Native American shaman. I wouldn't be surprised about that. 
It's an eerie place. And George, on October 2nd, wrote, Looks like a great, cheap place to build full-scale airplanes. The place for sale, slash lease, slash rent? How's the cost of living? Question mark. Illegals? Question marks. Thanks. What? <laughs> I don't even know what... George is obviously a devil worshiper or several devil worshippers in a human suit who wants to buy this place for nefarious purposes. What a fucking weirdo. (laughs) That's that's the main point about these fucking domes. It just attracts goddamn weirdos. Uh, I just don't even know what to do. (laughs) Except go buy the domes myself and then dress up in costumes and scare the fuck out of children. Right? We should just wear hoods. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like cloaked hoods. Yes. And walk around. Yes. Man, so yeah, that's the weird history and satanic bullshit involving the Casa Grande domes. I hope you enjoyed that shenanigans. I did. Cool story, boo. Oh, I love it. Like, I here's the thing. I would love to go, but just hearing all the stories of people just finding, like, random dead fucking animals there, mm-hmm. that I don't know if I could deal with. Yeah, that would be upsetting. We could... We could go if we sent somebody ahead of time to right. check to make sure there's no like turn, kind of currently up. Are there any dead animals? Make them go away. And you could tell us about it, like, and then we'll like know that oh yes, there's dead animals. So oh. right, like but. give us like a a walk away. Like don't look over there. Okay, we won't. So Connie actually got my idea for me. So thank you, because <laughs> I was having just a hard time with life. And, um, yeah. You had a super crazy day, <sighs> week, month, year. Yeah. It's been busy. It's been hard. Yeah. So, I know you were calling it the, um, Sloss Factory. But then it's the Sloss I, Furnace? Yeah, I think it's called Might the Sloss Furnaces. Okay, I don't know. yeah. And at some I point, just, it's, 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 it was owned by Sloss Industries. Okay. Yeah. Like, I just knew Sloss something. I just... I, cu- I couldn't remember much about it. I just remembered the name was Sloss. It's, like, mm-hmm. somewhere in the south, and there has been deaths there. Yes. Possibly hot deaths. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So furnaces make sense. <laughs> That's some hot deaths. Hot deaths. Oh, yeah. I just got your photos. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, Interessante. Mm-hmm. I love it. Fucking weird domes. I love it so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, to so, the furnaces. To the furnaces. This is located in Birmingham, Alabama. Ah, the South. I knew it. The South. <laughs> the South strikes again. <laughs> oh. So from 1882 to 1971. It was a steel factory that paved the way for the Industrial Revolution. The uh, Sloss Furnaces provided the steel that would be used for buildings in New York City, automobiles made in Detroit, and many other materials needed for other products that are made of metal. Mm. Birmingham grew to a metropolis almost overnight, getting the nickname The Magic City. But 
At what cost? <laughs> oh no. Was it magic because of all the Satan worshiping witchcraft that happened? Surprise! I guess they do say there's it's a demon, but it's not super. I don't know. Side note: We should also do like an episode about Satanism at some point. <gasps> yeah, because I feel like idea. there's so much misconceptions, especially because of like Bagels and his yeah demons. I agree. So in the early 1900s, there was a foreman named James. Slag Wormwood. Slag. Ooh, I know. that's such a gross. That's like a metal byproduct, though, isn't it? Isn't that something? Oh, probably. I think I think slag is like. So you're making iron or something, and there's the garbage parts are slag. Oh. So like you're melting shit together, and you're melting the good stuff to be mm-hmm. iron and the stuff that's not good enough to be iron is slag that might be made up in my brain no but you know what if that's true then this is a perfect nickname for him uh, okay cool slag sucks truly garbage <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect we're just gonna go with that then yes i like this all right so slag he worked the graveyard shift with a skeleton crew of about 150 workers it sounds very um, morbid. Skeleton graveyard. I Skeletons. Know. What? Oh my goodness. They were who kept the furnace going. In the summer, the temperature in the factory could get as hot as 120 degrees. That's too many degrees. So basically, I would have died right away. I would have walked in and just died. Because I can't, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people can do that. It's uh Yeah. That's definitely illegal amount of degrees. Yes. OSHA would have a word or two with that man. <laughs> but this is like 1900s. So you know what oh, I mean? So like, they haven't, they haven't OSHA yet. Yeah. <laughs> so working this shift was basically hell with the lack of sleep, the heat, and low visibility. Only the poorest people would work this shift. Did they, did they not have lights? Did they have nope. to work by the light of the furnace? I, like, fucking... I, mean, I don't know. They very... Because... Oh, God. Oh, man. Everything dumb. sucks. This is the worst. Did they not have electricity? They had to have had electricity. They, may, they probably did. I was just thinking low visibility. Why is the visibility low? It could just be, like, atmospheric. I think they were also just maybe cheap and didn't, like... It probably wasn't well lit. Keep it very well lit because they had a furnace. So they're like, ooh, you know what? You don't need lights. Here's this <laughs> giant fire. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Only the poorest people would work these shifts because they were so desperate for work. And most of these workers were new immigrants. Mm-hmm. They were forced to live in cramped housing on the property so they could be ready to return to work at any time. What the fuck? <laughs> great life slag slag that's his name yeah slag yeah slag the garbage man so he would make these workers take dangerous risks by like working too fast he was trying to like impress his bosses and he's like you need to work faster so by doing that you know it's a lot more room for error and error in a fucking furnace what, that sounds like a great place to have error yeah it's super great lots of hot things and yeah that, that's um, some spicy errors. <laughs> <laughs> so while he worked there, 47 people had died. That's a lot. What's the average for what's the people? average for people who should die in a in a so furnace? funny enough, 
Is it this like, was ten times more oh, than <laughs> any other shift. Oh, okay, okay. So meaning the other shifts, I'm guess so that would mean like they had like four they had or about five. four, yeah, where yeah. he had forty seven. i feel bad laughing because it's actually very terrible yeah but but like like, holy cow that's a lot of fucking people clearly pretty shitty Uh, was he fired or was he fired we'll get there oh shit so um (laughs) if they didn't die they were just getting really injured by accidents and mishaps Oh, no. Um, and a lot of these injuries kept them from being able to work. So, I mean, there's an upside to that because now they don't have to have this shitty job anymore. But now they, but they now don't, they have, don't dis- have any if job. They, if they don't have OSHA, they definitely don't have disability. Yeah. That doesn't exist. So yep. so they were definitely probably starving to death because they have no work to feed Out themselves the or their families. furnace fire and into the hungry pile mm-hmm. there was even a, a recorded explosion in the small blowing engine house in 1888 where six workers were burned blind <gasps> what yeah isn't that terrible it's it just keeps getting worse i'm just gonna <laughs> kind of I have no memories of these these, really these horrible things. I just horrible knew, I just story. remembered hot and death. And yeah. Apparently, there's a whole lot more. It's been years. <laughs> so no breaks were ever given, and oh, they had no breaks. vacation days. Of course, why do you need a vacation? This so, this is you're basically yep. in the tropical sun. Yeah, <laughs> they were basically worked to death. This is what happened uh. in 1906. Slag had lost his footing here we go oh falling into the highest blast furnace that they called wait wait it had a name yeah big alice the furnace had a name big Big alice Alice? yeah oh my god big alice is my hero (laughs) so dude falls into big alice Uh and he was uh which was melting iron or Uh oh Mm, and his body just melted instantly oh yeah oh man what do they do with the iron that was contaminated with his body so i i don't know if you just use it like (laughs) yeah i don't know like did slag just literally become slag which is definitely leftover byproduct (laughs) of metal so yeah did he just become his namesake they didn't say is is like his I want to know what fucking happened that goddamn metal. I wonder if he's just forever in, like, some metal somewhere. Yeah, like, he's, like, in some nails in a... Like, maybe he's haunting a bunch of places because, right. like, there's, like, well... These these cheap assholes are, like... Well, it sucks, but Slag was kind of, you know... He kind of just had a lot of, you know, bad stuff happening around him. We still got this metal. Eh? I mean, literally, you couldn't... I don't know how you'd get him out. Like, you don't. It's just you now in the metal. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, how, like I don't know. Do you ever... Does a furnace ever become completely clean? Like, they wouldn't... See, I would think no. I mean, you're just constantly heating it. Yeah, you're you're heating it. So, like, it's he, like, bits of slag in, imbued in every bit of metal that was ever produced in Big Alice after that point? I'm going to say yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's um, fucked up. Yeah, it's it's really bad. So, oh, wow. Yeah. 
So one story is that he was dizzy from the methane gas from the furnace, and that's what caused him to fall in. Uh-huh. But people were a little suspicious about that because he was not known to set foot on top of the furnace. Like, he just didn't do that. Yeah. So other people think that the workers finally had enough, and they just tossed him in. <laughs> <laughs> but no one was ever brought to trial. Yeah. Soon after that, Sloss Industries had stopped the graveyard shift. Oh, good. You know, that's probably... Yeah. Like, hmm. Probably no one else wanted to work people to death like yeah. that. So after Slag's death, the workers started complaining about an unnatural presence. Uh-oh. In 1962, a night watchman was pushed, and when he was pushed, he heard an angry voice telling him to get back to work. Fucking and he was already he, working. He, he was watching the some... night. Fuck you, Slag. Go, Slag. <laughs> He's such a dick, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, from being pushed, he obtained injuries. And that when, he had, when that happened, he had searched the grounds, but no one was there with him. In 1947, there were three supervisors who had gone missing. Uh-oh. And then were found unconscious and locked in the small boiler room in the southeastern part of the plant. All none three of, them, of them together? Yeah. None of them could explain what happened. And they all agreed they were approached by a man who looked like they had been bad who had been badly burnt and he had shouted at them to push some steel. So people think it's slag. What the fuck? I know. That's it's creepy. So fucked up and weird. It's so fucked up. This is like shit that's like been recorded too. It's not yeah. like stories. This ha- fucking happened. Then in 1971, the watchman at that time, Samuel Blumenthal, was taking one last look around the night before the plant was going to close. Then he came face to face with what he described as evil, and it was like a half man, half demon. So there you go. There's your demon. <laughs> it tried pushing him up the stairs, but he ref- he like refused. He wouldn't move. No. And the creature just began to beat him. What? He was found and then examined by a doctor. And the doctor said he was covered with intense burns. What the fuck? So, it's a spicy demon. So there are over 100 reports of paranormal activity at Sloss Furnaces recorded in the Birmingham police records. So these are police records. 100 or over 100 reports. Damn. Um, some of the records include steam whistles that blow by themselves, sightings, and the rare physical assault. There are some people who think it's just all stories. Yeah. But, it, you know, a lot of people think it's the spirit of slag still being a dick boss. <laughs> so it, it's been investigated by quite a few different groups. So it's been investigated by the Center of Paranormal Events in 1988, the Paranormal Team of Fox's Scariest Places in 2000, a team from the a CBS affiliate WJTV in 2002, the Alabama Foundation of Paranormal Research in 2003, Airline, I don't know, it's a group um, they did in 2005, Unexplained Mystery in 2009, and Taps the Ghost Hunters in 2014. Okay, cool. And it's, if you're interested in watching it, I haven't watched it yet. I probably, I feel like I've you seen this. You definitely have. It was, but it was, you know, back in It was a long day. time ago. I've probably seen all of them. Yeah. But, um, 
It's season six, episode twenty-three. Yeah. If you're interested in watching it. Okay, so cool. some personal experiences. Well, not personal. Some so, so uh, just as a heads up, I got almost all my information from the website of of the the sloss sloss furnaces sloss furnaces so right now it's called the fright furnace is um, it a haunted house now it is i hate when they do that i know but i just wanted to make sure i cite my source Mm -hmm. so it's all basically from the fright furnace website all their history and stuff Yes. And then these are some of the stories that people posted to their site. So this is from someone named Aaron. My wife and I stopped by Sunday with our dog. I wish I could post the pics we took. My dog's face was crazy in all the pics. It doesn't, it doesn't even resemble her. Her eyes are white. Facial markings look very strange. And even her mouth was distorted looking. She has been lethargic all day today. I also have se- several pics of strange orb-like objects all over the site. This next one is by someone named Lindsay. I was there in 2009. Heard footsteps even though I was the only person there. It was ice cold in the middle of summer. I had multiple batteries die in my camera. As I was walking out, I had the back of my hair stand up and felt like someone ran their hand through my hair. Which I hate. That sounds awful. That sounds very upsetting. When I got home, I looked over the photos. Right before the hair incident, there was a photo with purple mist in it, and that place freaks me out. Well, yes. So this last one I saved because it's the worst. Uh Uh-oh. And by the worst, I mean the best. Okay. It's not like a personal story, but it was something that happened to someone who worked there. Okay. Okay. So October 4th, 2003, Josh Thomas, who had worked at the property for many years, so I don't know if this is when it was... He was just like a watchman. I don't know what time, like what it was at the time. I'm assuming it was the haunted house. But anyway, so this guy was working at the property and he had suddenly caught fire. What? Yeah. So he suddenly caught fire after he said he saw a strange shape. He had burns up and down his body and was taken to the hospital. He still cannot remember what happened. Oh, wow. He just caught fire. That's spontaneous human combustion it's so, uh, this place is so fucking crazy i like yeah it's it's super cool but like also terrifying <laughs> yeah it's i think the scariest thing for me is it's a lot of assault like it's straight up your people are getting assaulted yeah you know and I, that's always really not great yeah no it's fucking the worst mm-hmm. like i said it's now functions like a haunted house so they do a couple, they do like a few different things. At first I thought it was like a ghost tour, but it is more of like still a haunted house. Yeah, like, oh, um, we have actors and they jump out of scary. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking lame. I hate them. They also do like horror movies outside. That's cool. So that, I thought that was pretty neat. And that, you know what, here's the thing. If, if it's keeping the property open or if it's keeping it from being, being like torn, torn down, down yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And it's keeping people from vandalizing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's pluses and minuses. I know. I, I hate it, it just too, feels but so cheap. and. I agree. I also just don't like haunted houses like I that. I hate them. I hate them so much. They're just <sighs> not fun. No. I don't. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> so that's my story. 
Oh, the cool story, Boo. Thank you for retelling me this because I forgot all of those things. <laughs> it's in super the many weird. Years. Like, yeah. I know weird, but just super like it's crazy just a, and a very fucking... interesting and fucked up history. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Do you have any recommendations? Oh shit. Um, <laughs> do your job. <laughs> whoever, whoever you are out there just do your job do your fucking job because if you're not doing your job you're leaving someone else hanging (laughs) also do some yoga do some yoga and then do your job i like that (laughs) i don't know just life advice it's a good life recommendation life recommendation (laughs) um so what about you to keep into the theme of metal Uh i've decided to um to recommend Edward Scissorhands. Oh my god. <laughs> and I don't think he lives in a factory, but his house always reminded me of one cuz didn't it like the he made the hands, I don't know. Yeah, like he was a weird scientist who made right. this. I feel like hands. I remember and, like, smoke also, coming out. Of I think there was the also machine, like weird machinery in That's, his house yeah. or something. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. maybe that was it. They're definitely Yeah, I think the opening to that movie was definitely mm-hmm. like a weird assembly machinery right. thing. Right. I think you're right. But also, I haven't seen it in many years because I saw it when I was way too young, and it's very upsetting to me. <laughs> oh, no, it's super upsetting as a child. Yeah, so I don't think I'll ever watch it again because of just bad feelings. Oh, but it's about. actually, like, a very good movie. Oof. I liked it I just, a lot. Just, I yeah. get it. I get it. Don't let your children watch Edward Scissorhands. That's fucking weird as shit. I'm six. What's this movie? <laughs> no, it's a bad. Dude, not again. I was like just, six or seven, and like my favorite movie was Sleeping with the Enemy. There is no reason I should have been watching that movie. Oh jeez, it's super not appropriate for children. Yeah, well, thanks, parents. Good job. Good, good decisions. <laughs> ten out of ten parenting choices. Good. Good we're job. Not, we're not weird. Yep. You did this. It's your fault. <laughs> You're to blame. So if you have any personal stories you'd like us to tell over the podcast, go ahead and send those to theghosthoes at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can uh, also reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can follow us anywhere. We're always the ghost hoes. Uh Like us on the podcast app that you're listening to us. Maybe give us a them reviews some stars do some of that that'd be cool we'd like that give us some hearts and stars and horseshoes horseshoes. clovers and blue moons yes (laughs) something 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 and the red balloon oh pots of gold and rainbows and the red balloon (laughs) don't you remember your cereal jingles i it it was good i was gonna get there eventually (sighs) you fool (laughs) ah childhood Uh fucking weird thanks everyone for listening we really appreciate it and we will see you next week bye boo (laughs) thanks beth